Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Welcome to TeacherCast. Thank you so much for making TeacherCast your home for professional development. We have a great show for you today. Today, we're going to be asking the question, how do you teach in your classroom using interactive whiteboards? and some amazing interactive software. But before that, I want to introduce you to a great teacher. I want to bring on Danessa Menji today to the program. Danessa, welcome. How are you today? Good. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so for much. For, me. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I've been teaching English and language arts for about 16 years um, in Oakdale, California. Um, I've taught uh, eighth grade English, and next year I get to teach Project Lead the Way, so I'm excited. That sounds pretty awesome, and I understand that you've got some pretty amazing kids who are creating a pretty awesome social media presence. Oh, gosh, yes. They're, um, we're working on Genius Hour. It's my fourth year doing Genius Hour, and uh, I always do a project with them the second semester. So this year I've been toying with uh, getting our YouTube channel uh, – like they say famous. So I'm going to use my student's word and say famous. So we're plugging that, getting that um, monetized and the whole work. So here we go. (laughs) Let's let's start there and tell us a little bit about that. How do you get kids to be so engaged in learning so completely, you know, into a project? Tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're actually doing in class. Um, I, I call myself lazy. I use the apps and products that my students are already already using, um, and I pull them in the classroom. Right now, they're actually working on a Snapchat project, which of course they love. They created a new account uh, of on Snapchat based on a novel character, and they're creating ten snaps, either pictures or videos, based on the character. They're ma- putting it up to my story, downloading the video, sending it to me. You'll see that on YouTube very soon. So that's just one reason um, we use Instagram, Twitter. Um, Anything that they already are using um, in addition to my smart board and smart amp and uh, Google Docs and that sort of thing. So today, of course, we're going to be talking all about interactivity, keeping your kids engaged, keeping your kids really doing some amazing projects. And you might have some questions out there for Danessa and also on how to do some of these things. There's, of course, several great ways to reach out and be a part of our podcast each and every week. We, of course, love it when you find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Email us at feedback at TeacherCast.net. Leave us a voicemail over at teachercast.net slash voicemail. And of course, you can subscribe to this and all of our shows over on teachercast.net slash audio and teachercast.net slash video. So, Danessa, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you're doing in your classroom. I understand that your kids are using something called Smart Amp, right? Now, we all know about Smart Boards. We're going to talk a little bit about those today and how interactivity works. But you're using something pretty innovative called Smart Amp. Tell us a little bit about what that actually is. SmartAmp is an interactive software um, where students can be uh, in groups. They can be singles. They can be full class. Um, in our class, other classes, um, I collaborate with, uh, or my students collaborate with other classes in uh, across the country and uh, other uh, states. Hang on, baby. And uh, it's a great way for them to connect and collaborate and research. Uh, and it's student-led. Um, they add videos. They can add pictures. They can add text. Um, it's just a great way for students to um, take what they're learning and apply it. So tell, tell us a little bit about how the, how, how the AMP system works. What kind of devices do you have or what kind of devices do you need uh, to have um, every kid uh, be able to use the, the AMP software? It's a cross-platform pl- uh, because it's uh, web-based. It could be on your Chromebooks. It could be laptops. It could be PC, um, uh, iPads, Macs, cross-platform. So anything with an internet connection. And when we're looking at some of the projects, what have you created or what are you currently working on with the software? 
Um, well, the, when I first started, honestly, I, I didn't get Smart Amp, and Smart will be the first ones to admit that I didn't get it because I was like, okay, I get it for math, right? Collaborate on math projects or pro problems or science, you know, uh, figuring out uh, uh, different, gosh, I'm losing my thought, train of thought, but you know, just that seemed more hands on, more that sort of thing. So, my first project with my students was creating a story, and I gave them, I gave, put pictures on the screen of, um, in the space of uh, different items, and they had to collaborative, uh, collaboratively come up with a story based on those pictures. So I gave them a first line, I gave them a middle line, and I gave them a last line, and it turned out amazing. And I couldn't believe that just such a simple tool would pull such collaboration. And then from there, I went into uh, for seventh grade. You know, we talk about plot and what the uh, you know mapping it out. And so we'd watch um, Full House because who doesn't love Full House? And so as they watch in their groups, they would, um, I would have the roller coaster on the on the screen and they had to uh, pull in which part of the roller coaster was the part of the plot graph. And then they'd have to collaboratively decide through their chat box um, what part was exposition, what part was rising action, climax, falling action, resolution. Um, recent, most recently, we've been working on the space race. We listened to um, or actually, before to before we dive in, I wanted to know what students knew about the space race. So, in their uh, collaborative groups, they uh, put what they already knew, and then I we watched a short video through Smart Amp. Um, they watched it, they talked about it, um, and then they researched each of the people in the video. It was like a two minute video overview of space race and who was important and why and they got to decide who won the space race because the video didn't say um, and what how they thought you know, who won. And most of them chose the Soviets, which was interesting, you know, because we, growing up with all that, we know we, we won. But, um, and then we listened to JFK's speech and went from there. So I love it for um, diving into the information and students owning it. Uh, I do uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, who I love, and I could teach the information. We can all teachers, we're, we're good at our jobs, we can teach the information. But we give students some broad questions or some broad overview and they dive in and do the research themselves. They learn so much more than I could ever cover. And that's what I love SmartAmp for. Now, somebody out here listening to the podcast might say, but I have access at my school to another set of tools that does something similar. What makes okay. Smart and SmartAmp stand out amongst the other competitors that are out there in the field? And I agree with them. Um, and I was that person at the beginning uh, when I first was introduced to SmartAmp. I was like, well, I have Google for that. I have Google Docs. They can work collaborative, collaboratively that way. We have the slides that can do that. Um, it's just the space is built differently. Um, you can zoom in. You can zoom out. You can create different, um, as I move my hands all over, sorry, uh, bookmarks for uh, where you want them to go. You can mix up the groups yourself. You can um, choose the groups. It could be an, uh, random. You can connect. Um, you could, they drag in, they control the space. Like it's not, it's an almost an infinite space, if that makes sense. And um, it's just a different feel and it's built for education. Uh, Smart has always been in my book, they always listen to the teachers and it's exactly what teachers I feel they need. Um, and every time I get a teacher to look at SmartAmp, they love it. And the kids love it because it is collaborative. They can be working side by side or they can be across uh, countries in a different time zone working in the chat box. So um, it's real time. It's uh, easy to use, easy to navigate. The kids can uh, 
drag and drop. It's super easy to use. Now I bet I doing that explains it. <laughs> no, no it, it, it does. But I, I'm listening to you give this wonderful explanation going, I bet it takes a long time to put together lessons that are this engaging for your students. No, I don't think so. I think the first time when you're, if you plan too hard, um, I think that's too much. If you do broader spaces, I think, where the students do the legwork, it's more valuable. And is smart amp software, is this something that's in your district or in your building? Or is this something that you decided, I'm going to give this a try with my students? Um, being a smart exemplary educator, I was access to it early. Um, and so then I got uh, the subscription to it. Uh, but since then, it's been growing in our district. So I think we're up to, I would say half our, half our, I know most of our elementary teachers are using it. A lot of our junior high teachers are using it. So almost half, I would think. <laughs> and and I know you, you had mentioned, you know, there is a, a still a need to use the other applications, whether it be the Microsoft Absolutely. stuff, the Google stuff here. You know, if you check out our blog post, which we have on this, it does show off that Smart Amp software is a Google for Education partner. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about how, if I am in a Google district and I want to be also using the Smart Amp software, how, how do these things blend together? So um, with any of the Google partners, uh, students log in using their Google ID, so there's no additional passwords. Um, it's now linked to uh, Google Classroom, so I can upload my uh, classes into SmartAmp through Google Classroom. Um, so there's no extra work for the teacher. Um, students are dra dropped right in. So if I created a um, space, a learning space for them, when they open it, they're pulled right into it. So there's no extra clicking. It's just typing in SmartAmp. They're pulled, they click this login button and they're in. So Janessa, I want to ask you a few other questions about interactivity. You know, recently I was doing some trainings in my own district on interactive boards and somebody asked me a, a, a relatively simple question, but one that's kind of been with me since the training. She says, why would I want to do this? Why would I want to create something on this interactive board? I just don't understand the concept. So I, I, I want you to, to kind of to wind up here and, and kind of help me explain it to somebody who might be listening to this going... I have a whiteboard. I have markers. Why do I want to take that next jump? Or the person that's saying, my district just put this thing on my wall. It's a projector, right? That's all it is. <laughs> I think that's the word. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the interactive whiteboards, it's about the student, right? We're here. We're teaching for the students. So you want them to engage and be involved with the content. So what better way to do that than have them coming up to the board and manipulating either words or problems or um, that sort of thing? Um, if we're lecturing the whole time, we're missing out on the engagement piece. Yeah, I might be, you know, um, you know, yelling and dancing or whatever up front. But if it, they're not involved actually in the content, actually hands-on manipulating it, then the students aren't going to be fully engaged. So I always say just just try it once. Try it, take And it doesn't have to be hard. It could be um, my very first smart lesson was vocabulary. How boring is vocabulary, right? I hate vocabulary. I, I, I Yeah, we all hate it. My students hate it. But taking a simple piece, putting the word on a smart board or inter interactive whiteboard, drawing ink over it and having and then having the hiding the definition behind all that the students erase it they get excited right they just you've shown the world the the word to the rest of the class they write it down um and then they used to drag it out they were so excited and so engaged and they couldn't wait to do the next one if that makes sense so that one little action you know getting kids up to the board erasing 
pulling things out, you know, flipping things over, whatever, even just simply writing a problem, um, it raises the engagement and it raises their attention. And so they're more involved. You know, I, I love the stories that you're sharing because you, you know, it's, it, it's, it's obvious that your students are doing some amazing things. And it doesn't seem like this is taking you that long to put together to create these interactive lessons. I, I wanted to kind of bring up something um, we didn't talk about in, in the, the beginning. You said that you are a smart, exemplary educator. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, uh, I had to put up an application uh, very similar to uh, Google Certified Innovator. Um, you have an application, you do a video, and um, Smart goes through all these, and you're showing that you're using um, their technology, you know, in an uh, innovative way. So I've been in that since 2011, I think. Yeah, it's been. A while. I was looking at my my certificate on the wall. Yeah, 2011. So uh, there's a quite a few of us from all over the world now. Um, with that status. So it's pretty, pretty cool. That is pretty amazing. What does it mean to your students that they have an educator that is thinking literally outside the classroom and continuing their education and building that PLN and bringing the world to them? Oh, it makes the world smaller. Um, I think they, I think they like that. I'm, you know, uh, Google or Google certified innovator, uh, smart exemplary educator. I think it's, they know that I work, hard for them. And I think that they put value in that. Not only do I care about them, but I care about um, bringing, you know, the world to them. Um, they've had the opportunity to collaborate with uh, my friend Boris in the Netherlands. They've uh, collaborated with Slovakia. Um, we're working on a blogging collaboration um, with a friend in another state. I mean, it just makes the world smaller and it makes um, more learning more, more interesting, really. It's real life now. And, and now you're also a flipped learning international ambassador. That, yeah. that that's a new one for me. What what is what was that one? Um, that came across uh, came about with uh, flip class. I am a flip class uh, member, I guess, on Twitter Monday nights. Um, and then uh, uh, Josh Bergman, right? He uh, put this together another application because I do flip class learning. I take the boring stuff out of class. I do my students watch, you know, a two to five minute video, and they bring their knowledge to the classroom and do the real world activity. So I've been doing that for um, three years and um, got into that. So yeah, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> it, it's, it, by the way, I, I, I love your energy. It, it's, Thanks. it's, it's contagious here. I can, I, I can, I can just imagine what it's like to be in your class. When and, this, and you know, it's funny. I haven't had any coffee today. My <laughs> students will be like, you haven't had coffee. And I was like, I know I'm like this all the time. It's true. <laughs> It's real. <laughs> well, let's let's talk a little bit about your students, but also those who are around you. When when other teachers are seeing how easy it is to create these interactive lessons using you know using the smart software, using Google software, using any how how is it to sit there with another teacher and go, look, you guys can do this too, and look at how easy this is. Um, it can go one of two ways. Some are intimidated. Um, and I have to remind them, you know, I didn't just start one day and do all this at once, you know, choose one thing like the vocabulary. That's what I started with, with smart, um, my smart board, just vocabulary. I went, Oh my gosh, that worked. And then I added something else. If something didn't work, I dropped it and moved on. So that's my big thing to teachers when I'm, um, mentoring teachers or teaching teachers, you know, just choose one thing and go there. It could be a Kahoot. It could be, uh, quizzes. It could be, um, anything really. Um, and if it works, keep doing it. If it doesn't work, drop it and try something else. Um, 
I love to mentor teachers and say, okay, what are you planning for tomorrow or next week? Cause you know, we like to know what's going on, but, um, and let's look at it. What can we do to make it more engaging? What can we do to make it student focused, student centered? So it takes it off you and puts it on them. Um, and I think just taking those baby steps really helps teachers. I love the concept of baby steps, you know, and also as a, as a tech integration specialist, tech coach, it's, and you're right. Mm -hmm pick that one thing or find that, you know, okay. if one thing doesn't resonate with the teacher, try something else. Yeah. And one of the things that you had mentioned you're trying, and, and I'm trying to get the plug in here at the end, your YouTube <laughs> channel. Um, you said you're monetizing a YouTube channel, but this is your yeah. classroom. How does, yeah. how does all that work together? How do you go to your boss and say, I'd like to make some <laughs> money on YouTube? Um, I ask oh, forgiveness sorry. a lot. <laughs> That's the same thing with robotics. I use, uh, I get sparrows in the classroom for the same reason. But um, I've been toying with this for a long time. I always talk about my, my, to my students that our class would be really fun to watch online. It would be a great TV show. Huh? I have a student in here right now and she's like, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, and the kids like, yeah, you should do that. So I was talking about it, uh, I think in November and the kids were like, you have to do that for genius hour this year. And I said, okay, so I'm finally finally doing it. So um, I've monetized uh, the site. I've been doing videos once a week. Um, the kids all had to get YouTube permission slips. They already have um, through our, inner, our uh, technology policy that they get signed at the beginning of the year, whether or not they can be online. But this is just reassurance that can be on YouTube. Um, so I know the parents understand what's happening there. So uh, and we're going from there. So it's been <laughs> been fun it's fun to show what we do in class and what my class actually looks like because I know sometimes when teachers talk about it, it sounds like the perfect classroom my classroom is not perfect I think the other day my one of my videos just last week was I got a new uh donor's shoes product in and it had this pop stuffing pop balls pop bubble wrap thank you and um they wanted to pop it so the last five minutes class what did we do we popped bubble wrap so <laughs> you know it's just you go with the flow and that's that's what we're showing. <laughs> I, I I think that is a great title for this podcast, which is just go with the flow and see what yeah. happens. It's really, really cool. Talking today to Donessa, Donessa Menji from yeah. California. Um, Donessa, you know, just in kind of closing here, what advice do you have for anybody that's looking to reach out and try some interactive whiteboard lessons, interactive software like the Smart Amp um, software here? What kind of advice can you give out to those teachers who are like, I I'm not sure about this all yet, but I really want to try? Uh, reach out. Um, Smart Exchange uh, online, if you Google Smart Exchange, has a lot of uh, lessons and webs uh, already done in Smart Amp, Smart Notebook, interactive software already done for you. Hang on, baby. Um, so they don't have to reinvent the wheel. They can use what's already out there. Um, any presentation that I do with teachers that they can contact me. I'm forever your your helper, your mentor. And so if they have an idea and they're not sure how to do it, contact me. I'm on Twitter, I'm online, email, call, I'm good. Um, because I think to get doing working together helps teachers be better for their students. And that's what we're here for. So just taking that one thing, one th just one one new thing, right? And and where can people find you on Twitter? Um, I'm at Jepson, J-E-P-S-O-N. And what about your website? Uh, ed, uh, woo. edtechmenji.blogspot. Very, very cool. Or blogger, my bad. 
Danessa, I, I want to say thank you so much for your time tonight. I would love to have you back on to not only yeah. showcase the great things that's happening in your classroom, but also to uh, maybe we can plug that website a little bit with the with the YouTube videos. I, I, I'm really, really interested in seeing uh, some of the stuff that your kids are, are working on. And, um, you know, if anybody out there is looking for more information on smart, smart amps, smart technologies, uh, tell us one more time. Where can we go to find out and, and get some help with that? Smart, um, smarttech.com is definitely the way to go. But if you're looking for lessons or stuff that's already made, um, it's exchange.smarttech.com. Excellent. And again, one more time, thank you to Danessa for coming on. And also thank you to our friends over at Smart for helping put this show together. There's, of course, several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of this and all of our shows over on TeacherCast. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Email us at feedback at TeacherCast.net. Leave me a voicemail at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. And, of course, all of our shows audio and video can be subscribed on iTunes and YouTube over on teachercast.net slash audio and teachercast.net slash video. And behalf of everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.